We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes podcast presented by Yahoo. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Kirkwood, screen name Kirk Dees. I am here with my uh, co-host, owner of Occupy Fantasy, Brian Jester. This is the guy that we brought you on uh, this season who uh, crushes NFL, won a million in the Super Bowl Millie Maker, which I like to say was the worst lineup I've ever seen, um, was second in the NFL FanDuel Live Final, crushed preseason again. Um, we both had a rough week last week uh, for NFL, but how's it going, Brian? Yeah, what's up, dude? I- I'm uh, I'm ready to get back on the horse this week. You and I both talked about before the show how, how down last week was, but I feel like we as long as we can know what the field is going to do every single week. And I think you and I both have a really good idea of that. Then we're in for a successful season. Yeah. So we'll just say, so, uh, you know, I, I had, I smashed week one. So I, I, you know, so I felt really good and I felt really confident. And then I thought I would like made the sharpest lineup. I've like spent a lot of time <laughs> last week and there were two key decisions and that this is for my main one. Um, and, uh, the, the decision number one was I wanted to fade Najee Harris because I just didn't think that that I still think that Ben wants to do nothing but pass. And I think their offensive line is a mess and that I just don't think he's going to be very efficient. So I thought that was a good spot and it was looking like a great spot until that stupid touchdown catch that he got. Um, but uh, in, you know, what I did is I played Mixon instead of him um, and Mixon was, was bad. I mean, their, their offense was just pathetic. Um, and then, uh, the main decision, I was like, I, Cooper cup is going to be so chalky Indiana. You know, I, I did, we, I liked them. We both talked about how we liked them on the show and, uh, the Colts, you know, you, you can attack them through the middle. So it made a lot of sense, but I just didn't think that he had the same type of ceiling as a Keenan Allen had. And I knew nobody was going to play Keenan Allen because he was 29 bucks. And so I finagled the way to get up to Keenan. I played, you know, I played, uh, 
Amari and um, I could have played Cooper Cup, but I played Amari and CD Lamb. So I basically had the wide receiver stack and I felt really good about that. But that game just didn't go off and I was drawing dead, you know, from Cooper. It was just so tilting with Cooper Cup. But you feel my pain there. Oh, man. I mean, he just naturally had to score 40 points, right, is the most popular receiver. Just it just had to happen. So but again, uh, again, you you knew that he would be popular. You knew that Keenan would be not as popular. And uh, again, if if, if those guys have those ceiling games, it's going to be a rough week. But um, the way you and I have been on the same page through the first two weeks lets me know that we'll probably have similar results uh, each week of the season. But uh, so I'm I'm curious to see what you like this week and curious to see if we can uh, turn it around. Yeah, and I don't like a lot this week, which is which is kind of funny. So uh, it, it feels a lot grosser. I mean, there's not like at least at the running back position, there's not any like must plays uh, this week. It feels like so. Uh, let me just knock out a couple of uh, Yahoo. Um, uh, some talk about Yahoo this year. If you're not playing on Yahoo, you're making a mistake. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know it's it's focused on Yahoo. I play a ton on Yahoo. Brian's got his. Uh, bankroll challenge on Yahoo. Um, it's got, uh, they've made a lot of uh, great changes this season. They have now single game slates on Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. Uh, shout out to me for uh, having a CSV error last night and getting stuck with 150 Christian McCaffrey captain lineups and uh, just drawing dead. Um, but uh, they're also doing a live final this year. It's, they do low rake. There's always overlay. It's, this is the place to play. I've been, I've been screaming it for years. Like when I started focusing over there um, that, you know, this is the place that you should be playing. They have their million dollar baller. It's still going. It's now um, up to a uh, $20 entry. It's only got seven, as we're doing this Friday afternoon, it's only got 7.4 K entries of 50,000 entries in there, but it's all about the payout structure with this. It's a hundred and thousand to first, uh, 50,000 to second, uh, 25 to third, there's going to be overlay. Um, I had a couple of lineups that went deep, but couldn't get uh, over the hump because I had, uh, I had, you know, I had Derrick Henry, which was, you know, that's what you needed last week. Um, and a couple of them got up there, but it had like a Amari Cooper and Higby. I had both of those guys in like my best lineup, which still made some good money, but you know, what could have been if they just had a normal, normal, uh, medium outcomes, but, uh, all right, this week we've got, um, Again, just like last week, we got five games with 50 point totals or higher. Um, the games that I'm kind of focusing on are the ones that I think will be faster paced. I mean, the Chargers Chiefs sounds nice, right? Um, Arizona Jags, um, you know, blowout concerns for sure, but it's it should be a lot of points. It should play fast. Uh, we've got the Tampa Bay and Tom Brady and that. Um, they look unbelievable uh, playing the Rams with a 55 and a half point total. Then, um, you know, Seattle and the Vikings has a 55 point total. Um, and then we've got uh, a couple of games that I think might be kind of sneaky. It might be a good bounce back spot for uh, Josh Allen and the bills against Washington. You know, both of those teams play a lot of no huddles. So maybe there'll be a lot of plays in there. And then the giants Falcons seems like it could, it's, it's, it, it could be great it could be completely tilting because these offense could be bad, right? Like you, you see that both ways, right? Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't shock anyone if they scored 60 or 24, right? Like the very, very wide range of outcomes for those two offenses. But yeah, I think the, the, the high total games that you mentioned are the ones that I'm most interested in, um, especially Tampa Bay and the Rams. Uh, what are the other ones here? Yeah. 
the ones you named specifically Seattle, Minnesota, Arizona, Jacksonville, and uh, obviously the Chargers and Kansas State. And a couple of these games have some specific Yahoo values too, which makes them extra appealing. Also, I forgot to mention, if you haven't signed up for Yahoo yet, use promo code grinders25 for a free $25 bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that's promo code grinders25 for a free $25 bonus on your first deposit. You'll get access to uh, the no veteran contests, which are really uh, a good thing to have. So come play with us over there. But um, yeah, so uh, an interesting thing for you. So I was looking at PFF passing grades so far this season. Um, can you guess who number one is? Number one overall passing grade. This is on defense, right? Um, no, no, for the quarterback play. Oh, number one overall. Uh, is it Kyler? No, it's Tom Brady. Oh, which go, makes, go figure. Which, which makes <laughs> a lot of sense. But uh, and if if who would number two be? You'd probably guess Kyler there, right? Since I didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah. Since I guessed him, but I guess yeah. number two would be Stafford. Well, it's Daniel Jones. Unbelievably, wow. so far this is small sample right we can manipulate things the best way we want to mm -hmm. but that leads us into talking about quarterbacks so we're going to go uh like we did last week we're going to do quarterbacks first best values um, and then kind of who our main lineup preferreds maybe talk about some deep tournament darts we're going to do that across each of the positions until we uh, close it out with a tight end and then give a uh maybe a couple of stack ideas but um as i mentioned daniel jones um, comes in at $25 and I had him written down first for the best Yahoo value. Um, that's kind of because the criteria for, you know, I want someone cheaper. I'm not saying he's the best play. I'm not saying he's going to be in my main lineup, but I'm definitely going to have tournament exposure to him. He could even make my main lineup. Um, the thing uh, I like about him is that, you know, he's, it's just what I say every week. It's about, you want a QB with rushing upside, right? He's rushed for 122 yards plus two touchdowns. Um, Plus, uh, he's passing well, if you believe his PFF passing grade. Atlanta defense has given up the most passing TDs so far. So this is a game that, you know, if if things break right, this, you know, has two pretty bad defenses. Um, teams that do have a bunch of offensive weapons, um, they are priced kind of nicely. So I, I, I do like this game environment. Uh, were you giving any consideration to Daniel Jones? Yep, I, I have Daniel Jones and Justin Fields written down as the best Yahoo values. And as we've talked about the, through the first two weeks, you really want a quarterback with rushing outside, especially in your main lineups, your low-risk lineups, your small field lineups. So I had Daniel Jones. He's at $25 and Fields getting the start this week. He's $23. Fields had 10 of the team's 26 carries last week. He's going to scramble a ton. So that gives him a super high floor. And I think that's probably the way to go this week because there are a bunch of, of high-priced quarterbacks with high ceilings, Lamar at the very top. But, you know, if we're playing this lineup and the typical construction that we've talked about so far where you play a cheaper rushing quarterback that allows you to fit in everywhere else, I think, Chris, those are the first two guys to look at. Yep. Um, I mean, and he was getting rushes anyway. Um, and, you know, that's the thing he's going to do is he's going to run, right? And he's going to run for his life probably uh, in the, in this game against the Browns um, with their pass rush. But, you know, that's good. I mean, we've seen it time to time with Kyler, you know, when he's back there and the pressure comes on, he, he does a nice juke and he gets out and he racks up at least like 10 yards on the, you know, and it, that, that just happens all game and it accumulates. Um, so I do. Plus, um, you know, Tyrod Taylor was carving this defense up too um so you know there is potential upside he also threw what should have been a touchdown pass to Allen robinson who made a a, a drop 
um, uncharacteristically of him. So that, you know, would people would be feeling a lot better. But um, so maybe he gets overlooked a little bit. I had him written down number two, too. So we're kind of on the same page there. Those those are the only two um, kind of the cheaper priced QBs that I really have interest in. I'll play some others because that's just the nature of the game. But um, I mean, again, we were we were talking about kind of some of the, the low end guys last week, like this week, it's Jacoby Brissett for the dirt cheap at 20, yep. you know, now with the the new gig here playing the, the, the Raiders. So I guess I just don't see much upside there. Um, but uh, Baker Mayfield, maybe, but against Chicago, I don't see maybe they're on overrated defense, but they're a pretty good defense. Um, so I just don't know how, how much upside, especially when they should just give the ball to Nick Chubb and let him do his things. So um, I can't really find any, uh, oh, may, maybe Matt Ryan, right? I don't want to play this guy. There's no rushing upside, but maybe, you know, in, in some tournament stacks, you know, I'm sure I'll get, I'll get some of him. Right. I mean, those are the, those are the guys tournaments exclusively, right? Because in order for them to hit value, even for your smaller contests, right? They have to throw multiple touchdowns. Whereas guys like Fields and Daniel Jones, we know they could throw zero or one touchdown and we can still be okay with our lineups just because of what they bring with their legs. So it's, it's, it's kind of tricky to play, you know, guys like Mayfield and Ryan and, and Brissett down there at the bottom when if you're going to play a, a pure passing quarterback, you might as well go with the, the higher total, the, the top quarterbacks with, you know, 55 point game totals and huge ceilings. Yep. Yep. Um, and that leads us to kind of our, uh, of these guys are not, these are the guys that I have the most interest in. I wouldn't call them the best values, but these are the guys that I'm, that are going to be in my pool for sure. These are the guys that it's going to be Kyler Murray at 39 bucks. I don't care if he's super expensive. It's like, we know the upside we can get. He's a cheat code. He ranks second in passing yards plus, uh, um, TD passes with, uh, seven, 689, 89 passing yards so far he's rushed for two tds we know the rushing upside you know we get there so for sure what's interesting um we were talking about just just the the blip on the um injury report we were over reading uh, earlier and it you know it just said that he uh um deandre hopkins is going to be a a game day decision but like you made a good point that that we he's They've probably said this for the last three years now. <laughs> yeah, and, dude. And, and he's always rare. questionable, right? Like he's yeah. always questionable, rarely practices, and he goes out and performs. So I, again, I, unless we see something that says otherwise, I'm not too concerned about D-Hop playing. But it does say he's missed all three days of practice this week, so that's never a great sign. His week three status appears to be a genuine doubt. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that would just make the stack much cheaper for sure, right? Like we would, we would go to Rondo – who's leading the lead, uh, leading the team in targets now after his uh, monster week last week, but Christian Kirk would get a, would get a bump. And then we could talk about AJ green who did hit pay dirt last week. I mean, that would just make the, the stacks so cheap. Um, and you could even use uh, uh, chase Edmonds um, with the running back kind of passing work that he gets. Um, so he's there, Josh Allen bounced back, right? Like this is the guy that everybody wanted for season long. This is, the guy who's disappointed the first two weeks. Um, but uh, this should be a fast, faster paced game. The total is not so high, but um, both of these teams do a lot of no huddle, which is something I'm always looking for. So um, 
you know, he has underperformed, but he did play a tough pit defense, right? And then last week was a complete blowout against Miami, who had absolutely no chance of even scoring on this team. So we haven't seen the right game environment yet for him either. It's coming. Um, they pass a ton. You get the rushing upside with him. I don't have anything really bad to say at all. Um, you know, we know the weapons with Diggs. Um, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, I guess, is kind of that Gabriel Davis role this or uh, John Brown this role this season. Um, he's kind of a more of an outlier, a sneakier tournament play, but Josh Allen at Diggs or even naked Josh Allen is just fine with me, but he's there. And then we got Mahomes. It's like, duh, it took me this long to mention Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, right? Yeah, I mean, Char- yeah, th- those three guys I think stand out. Al- the one thing I'm concerned about with Allen is, you know, his, his scouting report and coming out of college in his first year or two in the league was uh, his, his inaccuracy, right? And if you look at his accuracy on deep balls this year, obviously it's a very small sample, but uh, he's one of the worst in the league at throwing 15 or more yards down the field. And again, it's only two weeks, but if that reverts back to how he looked pre 2020, then his fantasy, his fantasy uh, outlook is definitely, definitely a lot lower than what you said. People were drafting him as the number two overall quarterback in season only. So I'm a little concerned there, but you know, guys like Kyler guys like Mahomes, and then Brady and Stafford in that high total game are, are appealing to me too. I touted Josh Allen every single week last week. He's always been my favorite. Um, like, uh, I, I think he's fine. I think it's just the, the offense just hasn't, hasn't clicked yet and it hasn't been the right type of game. So I, I, I'll stay on board with them. Um, and then the main line I preferred, I'm sure we both have is the same guy, Lamar Jackson, 35 bucks, right? He's currently third leading rusher in the league um, behind uh Derek Henry and I think Joe Mixon for yardage. Um, he's he, he ran for 170, 107 yards plus uh, got two touchdowns. Passed for 239 plus a touchdown. Um, lines down their top corner um, plus his replacement. Um, lines is a defense where where we want to pick on anyway. Detroit just for this this small sample so far um, they are 32nd uh, DVOA overall so dead last and 31st versus the pass 32nd versus the run um, so this is in actually Lamar has a history of usually doing well in games where they win right like that's where that he just runs on runs although um, so it should be a good game script for him as well as a, as a nice favorite here. So he, he's the, he's the clear main lineup guy. Right. And I, I don't think I can be budged off of him. So yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. So for me, the decision is whether you play Lamar or you drop down to guys like Daniel Jones and, and Justin Fields. So for you, it's not even a question, right? You're in your main lineup, you're playing Lamar and you're not even considering the, the other two values. I, I just don't, I, I mean, I think Daniel Jones would be the one guy I could consider, but it's like, you're playing with, you're playing with fire, right? Like yeah. we're putting gasoline on the fire for with Lamar, with Daniel Jones, we're playing with fire. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. It depends. It's so it'll, it'll, I'll have to see lineup builds, but I, I just don't see myself getting off Lamar at least as of right now. Okay. Um, any other guys you have your eye on for, for deep, I think maybe Trevor Lawrence, if, if that if that game does shoot out as we expect and, and Arizona plays at the faster pace than Trevor Lawrence, I think it's a little interesting because he's throwing uh, 
deep balls at a rate higher than anyone else in the entire league. And he's got some cheap stacking options with Marvin Jones and DJ Chark and LaVisca. So I think uh, if you're playing a bunch of lineups and you're playing game stacks, Trevor Lawrence definitely makes a ton of sense to me, but if it's not him, then it's definitely those other top tier guys that we mentioned. Yeah. Um, I guess the one other guy that I, I should mention here, I mean, it's the highest total of the week, Justin Herbert um, disappointed last week um but certainly um he he does have a good record against the chiefs not that that really matters but um i i mean this game just has shootout potential so i think uh he would be the, the other guy and then for like a deep guy i i can't really i mean you gotta we should you gotta you gotta play some russ talk to me about kirk cousins at all the um I'm, I'm on board, dude. I'm on board. Yeah. I'm on board this week. Again, the high total game. And what could be interesting is, as we'll talk about in the running back section, Dalvin Cook hasn't practiced all week. And the fact that he was dealing with the high ankle sprain, which is, uh, you know, a death sentence for running backs, sounds like he won't play. If that's the case, they could pass a little more. They, I imagine they could lean on Madison, but just given the coaching comments, I think they could lean a little more pass heavy this game. And if that's the case, Cousins to Jefferson, Cousins to Thielen, uh, it obviously has huge tournament upside. Yep. Uh, like it. All right. Um, let's move it on over to wide receivers compare with our QBs. All right. We're uh, same format best Yahoo value. I circled uh, number one and it, I don't know how I feel about it, but I, I think I have to, I, I got Mike Williams um, at 18 bucks. Um, he's leads the chargers with 22 targets. Um, and uh Keenan let me down last week, but, you know, we know he has a massive red zone role, Mike Williams, at least from the, the first. Um, so I uh, have to, uh, someone's texting me here. It's coming through. So no worries. I, 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 I can handle it. Um, because Mike but uh, they talked about all 18 bucks. Yeah, the Mike change. Right? Yep. Yep. So can you hear me? yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. Okay, so, but yeah, Mike Williams, 18 bucks, and his role has changed a bit. He's, he's not being targeted as much downfield as he was in recent years, and that gives him a little bit of a higher floor. And I agree, like, like you, he was one of the first guys I circled, as well as Chris Godwin at 22 bucks, especially with Antonio Brown being ruled out. Yep. Um, so, uh, I mean, the, the, the role change is what really matters. It's he's got a high percentage of routes now uh, of the high percentage routes that he's running, right. Instead of just that, he was that one trick pony for the deep balls last season. Um, the, the OC uh, Lombardi, you know, talked about how they were going to make him the, the X receiver like Michael Thomas. And it's what it looks like. So um, I think we, you, you have to play him. He's cheap. It's great game environment. Um, I love the, the big body for the end zone red zone role. So uh, he's there now. The second guy I had written down um, and this is, I'm not sure about this. So I wrote down Chris Godwin, right? Because Antonio Brown's out, put to, you know, should be out. Um, and this is a, another good game. He leads the Bucks in targets, catches, plus yards. Um, the thing that worries me is I don't know what they're going to do with uh, Ramsey. Are they going to put Ramsey on Evans? Are they going to use him more in the slot like they've been doing this season, which would then, you know, he would probably match up more on Godwin. Evans is the same price. So I feel a little uneasy about like picking between Godwin or Evans, but I know I do want pieces of this game. 
So it's it's more of an interesting decision if like for my main lineup. I mean, for for max entry, I'm gonna have pieces of both of these guys. But for like my main lineup, I might very well have Chris Godwin in there. But I'm curious to hear your thoughts with him. Yeah, I mean, I, I had him circle as the best value too, right? If you just look at any projection system and you, and you sort by projected points at receiver, Godwin's price stands out where everyone else in the top 10 of projected points at the position this week is you know, $29 or higher for the most part. So from that, again, if we're looking at pure Yahoo values, that's where Godwin stands out, right? Other sites, he's not as pure of a value. So for me, if we're playing main lineups and we're, if we're looking at the best Yahoo plays, I'm not as concerned with, with things like Jalen Ramsey or whatever may be just from a pure value perspective, he's the guy. So him adding him and Mike Williams together, that's just a $40 pairing that opens up a ton for the rest of your lineup. Yep. Uh, I'm just like, so I'm just worried if I'm going to have like all my action, you know, on one, like most of my action on one main line, it's like, I could, it could be Mike Evans, like over Godwin um, that would really tilt me and ruin my, ruin my day. So that's what I'm just trying to avoid ruining my day after uh, last week. Um, All right. Next value I got, this is a cheapie. I got Nicole Hardman for 11 bucks running around on 81% of dropbacks. Uh, mostly from the slot this year, um, led the team in targets last week, which is, was a clear uh, anomaly because uh, Tyreek Hill was just, you know, they they sold out to stop uh, Tyreek. But um, he's the clear wide receiver too. Now there's a huge drop-off because really they have two wide receiver ones and there's Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And so that's always the main preferred. But it looks like Hardman is getting uh, getting his chance this season. We know this guy is a burner. We know we, he can rip off a massive touchdown play. Um, he's 11 bucks, right? So like you can do a lot with that. So um, I got him. What, about, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, Hartman's one of the top guys for me. It's, it's you know, we don't get as many mispriced guys this week like we did in week one at the bottom here, but Hartman's up there for me. Uh, Darnell Mooney is pretty cheap. And if you go the Justin Fields route, that that provides a very cheap stacking option. Uh, LaVisca, we talked about, who's had the craziest stat line last week where he had a rushing attempt and seven targets and finished with negative three yards, which I don't know if you'll ever see ever again. But again, for $13 to get seven targets is, is, is pretty hard to find. And then I guess Henry Ruggs, if he's got a, a deep roll, uh, five plus targets a game at $12, he's another guy that I circled. Uh, but I do agree. I think Harmon's definitely the best value play, especially in a huge game total. Uh, but those other guys do provide salary savings as well. Yep. Uh, all right. My next guy. And I love this guy actually, um, because I don't think he's going to get much play this week. And he is pairs beautifully with my man Lamar, right. Is Marquise Brown, right. So he's electric. We know that he's got the speed, but um, you know, he's always disappointed off and on big games and then just never hasn't had the consistency so far. He's had six catches and a TD each week. Um, so now it's facing a Detroit secondary that is bad. First off, they lost their top cornerback, Jeff Okuda, and they lost a backup. So this is a depleted, terrible secondary. They're on my sheet of paper that I, I have that I always keep by my desk right here, proving it, showing you they're the defenses I want to attack. So, um, that is where I'll be going. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Hollywood's so interesting because this the team doesn't pass a lot, right? But his his target share is crazy. Like I think it was 40% in week two. And a lot of people don't really consider Marquise Brown as a consistent option, but he's had a touchdown or 80 or more yards in like 10 straight games. 
eight, eight touchdowns in his last eight games. Like this guy, when he's on the field and playing, he has a report with Jackson. And even if the team is not throwing a lot, most of the targets are going his way. So I agree with you, and especially if you're playing Lamar, he seems like the best stacking option. And uh, yeah, I, again, I, he doesn't pop up as like a value by any means. But again, the upside, the floor, and the pairing with, with Lamar is there. So I, I like that call. And he's, he's just in that nice little $19 price range. Um, all right. So now some of the, the higher priced guys, because um, uh, usually you're going to have one of these guys or um, have a bunch of them in large field stuff. The guys I wrote down are Tyreek Hill, obviously, um, at bounce back spot, certainly in the cards here this week. DK Metcalf for 29 um, Seems a little expensive. Tyler Lockett is now priced up. So we uh, maybe we should talk about each of those guys. Um, but um, Metcalf is going to be uh, supposedly getting the, the the Patterson treatment, and he's 31 years old, so I don't really uh, put too much weight into that. So I, that big game is coming. It's been Lockett, Lockett so far, but and it may be Lockett again. But you know, I I want to play Metcalf because I, I know that this guy's a beast. Um, and then uh, so those three: Metcalf, Hill, Lockett. Cool. Yeah, I had I had definitely Lockett, Lockett and Metcalf together. Uh, Tyreek is up there for me. Um, I guess Cooper Cup, if he's going to continue to get all these targets and have a rapport with, with Stafford, he's up there. Uh, all the receivers from that game, actually. Cup, Woods, Van Jefferson, even, if you need a cheap option. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously, is he, if he plays. The other one that's really interesting to me that I don't think a lot of people will play, especially since Derrick Henry should be pretty popular, and because this guy hasn't done that much in the first two weeks, and that's A.J. Brown. You know, he he even admitted last week he played a poor game and his target volume is still there and a big game is coming. So for me, A.J. Brown's the guy, especially for tournaments that uh, I think if you're paying up, no one's really going to pay him because also no one's really interested in stacking that game. No one's interested in playing Tannehill. So you don't get that extra uh, ownership boost because of the game stack potential. So for me, A.J. Brown is, I think, the best uh, unpopular play in that price range. Well, and we've seen it back-to-back weeks now. We saw it with Tyler Lockett. We saw it with Cooper Cup. You beat this team over the middle. Um, they are, are susceptible to that. And, you know, these guys ripped off massive, massive plays and touchdowns. So A.J. Brown would certainly be that guy. I would take him over Julio this week. Um, so I like that call. Um, where else? Terry McLaurin, maybe. Um against uh in our in our josh allen stacks um oh i got an interesting one actually except he's a little bit potentially banged up uh, i don't know how how true it is it's the the hip which bothered him all last year but kenny galladay has had um he did get uh eight targets but he was visibly uh giving it to uh jason garrett last week and um you know maybe the squeaky wheel gets the the oil i you know i talked about how we like uh, daniel jones People are going to play Shepard for sure. Galladay will get some play, but um, I mean, he's just too cheap. And I think he got to, you know, this is kind of a tough one, right? Because Saquon's, we're going to have to talk about too, and they have Shepard. But Galladay, I just know what kind of upside this guy should have if he's healthy. Yeah, 16 bucks, right? Like that's that's yeah. pretty cheap. And if you go the Daniel Jones route, it makes a ton of sense because I think Galladay, even though Shepard has done well the first two weeks, Galladay is that, that high value target guy down the field and in the red zone. So I like that call a lot. 
Uh, the other guy that I haven't mentioned that we neither one of us mentioned is Justin Jefferson, who hasn't had a big game yet either. But if they're throwing more than we expect and in a 55 point total game, Justin Jefferson is uh, another guy that could lead the slate in scoring and he won't go nearly as popular as he should be. I think we mentioned Cortland Sutton last week. Um, yep. And, you know, he got, he was, you know, that's what we talked about too. Like everyone's talking about these other, other receivers, but Cortland is, you know, the proven, the, the number one, the guy, and he got 12 targets, 159 yards, um, didn't get in the end zone, but just shows you that there's plenty of uh, upside if he does get in the, the end zone. So I think, you know, he's gotten a price hike. And so he'll probably won't get much love this week, but you know, any of these guys that can, can go off for, for upside, I'm, I'm looking at um, any, anyone else for stand out to you? No, I think we pretty much hit it all right. So Godwin and Mike Williams are the, are the biggest values. Uh, I think Terry McLaurin's a little bit of a value too. Uh, those cheaper guys we mentioned, and then all of the high priced receivers in those game stacks, the quarterbacks we like, I think are all in play. And those are probably, I would categorize as the best overall plays this week at receiver. Yep. And uh, I just want to give one last warning that like, it's possible that Mike Evans could be the better play between Godwin and, yep. and Evans. They're the same price. I just don't know the projections like Godwin. If, if everyone keeps speaking Godwin, like we kind of started out today, Evans may, may go a little under the radar and uh, may very well end up with the better matchup if he's not um, getting the Ramsey treatment. So We'll see. Um, all right. Running backs. Oh, this is where it gets kind of gross this week. Um, you know, there's just, just, so the, the, uh, okay. So I'll just go right off the bat. I'm just going to list the, the three values that are standing out. And this is from a projection standpoint um, and some things that I look at and it's Mike Davis for 15. So that's gross already because we're now seeing Cord Cordero Patterson rip into his snap share, rip, rip you know, rip into his touchdowns, rip into his uh, catching catches. So, you know, it's, he got 67% of the snaps, uh, ran 28 routes, 16 touches um, versus Patterson, who got 37% of the snaps, ran uh, 15 and, and 12 touches. Patterson got the touchdowns. Patterson's clearly on the upswing. Davis is on the downswing. There was a report today that said it could be a 60, 40 split going forward. Um that uh, um, in, in the Falcons' backfield, so that, that that's all concerning. He's fifteen bucks. He's cheap. Um, it's a good game environment. Um, Giants twenty seventh in DVOA overall, twenty third versus the run. So Mike, you know, Mike Davis could have a good game there. So um, I, I have that one down, and then I have uh, Najee Harris written down, which I'll touch on in a minute, and Clyde Edwards Alaire. Uh, written down. These are 15, 19, and $16 plays. All stand out as good value. All have warts to uh, to talk about. So uh, after my Mike Davis, what, what were your thoughts with him? Yep. I had those guys and Antonio Gibson. So, so Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson, CEH, Mike Davis as my values, according to projections. And uh, yeah, they all have their warts. It's kind of tough. To me, what I'm hoping for is, so Dalvin Cook hasn't practiced all week. If he's out, Alexander Madison, who's gotten like 70% of the workload when he's gotten a start in the last two years, he's only $14. So I'm praying that Cook is out and the, the clear value becomes Madison. And then we can play him, who's going to get way more snaps and more efficiency probably than these other guys in better game environments. So 
Um, if Cook does play, then we have to, we're forced to play some of those other guys. I guess to me, I would rank them Najee, Gibson, CEH, Davis, but uh, it's it's all tough. It's all tough down there. And, and it's, it's not like the last couple of weeks where we've had very easy plays to make it running back. Yep. So let's talk about Najee's ward. So he did get a price decrease to 19. Um, he had 10 rushes last week for 38 yards. Wasn't, you know, the, the offense looked anemic, was was bad. This is a bad, bad offensive line. He did have five catches for 43 yards and a touchdown where he ripped off um, to, to break my heart early in the slate. Um, Cincy D has been okay. Um, seventh overall in DVOA, 15th versus the run. Um, and they faced some good runners. They faced Dalvin and uh, David Montgomery um, and company. So I, I just like if the if if Harris is going to be like so popular each and every week because of the 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 snap share and uh, you know that it's clearly his backfield. I just think he's going to be so inefficient that I just keep wanting to fade this guy. Um, so I'll be looking to fade. I'll probably, you know, will end up playing him in my main lineup. I don't know yet, but um, unless I figure out something nice, Madison would be a nice boost. Like you said, I would love to put him in over that. Um, although Madison has screwed me through the years when, I, when he's been in this spot. Um, but, you know, it should be, a, you, you know, Zimmer loves the run and, uh, you know, Madison is a good, good back. So it's a good, good backup back to step into a nice role. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I've been saying this for years. I did this. I mean, all last season, it was just, I was just preaching because everyone wanted to play Hilaire, Hilaire, Hilaire. I was just like, Chiefs are a passing offense. Like they, they get down into the, the red zone and what do they do? They just keep passing and they, and they're efficient. And so they score. So it's, it just screws them. Now he hasn't even looked good. He's averaging 59 and a half yards per game. Um, over his career so far, he's got five, only five career touchdowns. He's 3.3 yards per carry this season. He's one of the, one of the worst in the league so far this season for yards after contact. He's had an ankle issue in preseason, right? That maybe, maybe this is some of the cause for concern, but he just doesn't look very good out there and they just don't really need him. So um, yes, he's cheap, but they're going to like keep saying like, they're just like baiting you to play this guy. Right. <laughs> right it's just like how, how cheap can they like if he if there's gonna make him ten dollars next week and we're still gonna be having the same conversation it's really tough it's i mean because gibson ceh davis right all these guys are either in some sort of timeshare or inefficient and, and Najee too the one thing about Najee, right like it's it's hard for me to fade volume and even if mm-hmm. it's inefficient volume that gives you a really high floor and the fact that he's, he's getting red zone where he has six red zone opportunities this year and hasn't scored a touchdown inside the red zone so that 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 possibility is still there that he hasn't realized yet. And so for me, he's the best option of the group, but I guess, so the big question is, right. If you're not playing these guys or you're not comfortable playing these guys, how do you get up to, to Henry Camara, those types of guys? Yeah. So I, I think, and I think I would choose Henry um, over Camara. Um, but um, you, you do it with like Michael Hardman, you do it with like potentially playing uh Galladay. Um, you know, you do it with potentially the quarterback savings if you play uh, Daniel Jones, but um, Henry would be my guy. So Indianapolis is 29th DVOA versus the run so far. Um, there, Henry's actually getting catches this season, you know, nine catches through two games. Um, he leads the league in rushing yards. Yeah, it's 
two two weeks and he had a monster game last week so that happens but um this should be a great game script for him you know and a game that they should be able to uh to control so um I mean, he's just a beast, right? He just looks unstoppable out there. So I, I like him. Um, the next guy I have written down is Saquon um, for 24. Um, I know he's cheaper relatively on FanDuel and people are going to reach to plan there, but I think I think we're there. I think it's coming for him to the upside, right? So basically everyone talked about it, like in the Twitter, it was very popular last, last week um, early, like because they had the early game that uh, – you know, people were over projecting Saquon, you know, but, and that he was going to see even less work than he did the first week, but that didn't happen. I mean, he outtouched Booker 15 to three, but he was on the field for 84% of the snaps, 72% route rate on passing plays. Um, he now gets 10 days of rest. So basically his snap rate went from 48 percentage of the snaps to 84%. So he basically looks back to me um, as the guy. And I think that he should be, um, going forward, especially with that 10 day rest. So I kind of want to be early on him and 24 bucks is certainly kind of that range, which makes him very playable. Um, so he, what are your thoughts with Saquon? Yeah, I think you hit it all perfectly, right? Like we were, we weren't sure how his early season workload would go. And then he surprised everyone with that 80, 85% snap rate on the Thursday night game. So, and I agree like, this is the spot to get ahead of him because if he plays that much again, uh, I guess Yahoo's pricing does have uh, some quirks, so it, it could go either way. But you would think that if he plays as many snaps as he did last week, that this will be the lowest we'll get Saquon for the rest of the year, especially on FanDuel. Like, I think he's 6K over there. So, yeah, I agree. We, you get a full workload running back. We, you've already targeted this game as uh, a great game environment for fantasy purposes. So Saquon makes sense, too, at 24 bucks, especially when, I mean, these other guys were not thrilled to play. You could play a few, you could just pay up a few more bucks if you could find it to get someone who's going to play 80, 90% of the snaps in a great game environment. To me, that's even though he hasn't performed just yet, to me, that's probably a little bit of a safer option than playing some of those other guys we've already talked about. And he's a freak talent. So there's just issues that with too. his the the there's issues with his offensive line and, and all of that stuff and the efficiency of the Giants offense. And um, you know, Danny Dimes turning the ball over. But, you know, he is the PFF second overall graded passer. So we have to put our faith in this man this week. And uh, I think the Giants will, will certainly do well in this match. It's really all about matchup, right, against the, the Falcons. I mean, this defense, I, I, would, I, would, I would play head chopper if he was available in this, <laughs> this, uh, in this pool this week uh, against that defense. So. Uh, I'm ready for, for Saquon. Um, talk to me about Kamara a little bit. seems like you like him. Yeah, I think it, he, again, he hasn't performed as well as obviously everyone would expect, but to me, they've, they've faced two of the absolute weirdest game scripts possible so far where the saints blew out the Packers in week one, they got blown out by the Panthers and barely touched the ball in week two, but his, his participation data is, his metrics are, are fine, right? He's, he's on the field a ton running routes, the majority of the targets and uh, rushing attempts in that backfield are going to Kamara. So if they can have just a normal game for once, Kamara is going to go back to being Kamara and 31 bucks is a little too cheap. And so I think kind of like Barkley, I'd rather get ahead of it than behind. Uh, so I, I, I like Kamara this week. And then the other guys I like for tournaments are Austin Eckler in that, that game environment. He's 29 bucks. Um, and then Joe Mixon and Chris Carson, two workhorses that should go overlooked as people either pay higher or lower. 
So uh, those three guys, um, in addition to Kamara, I think are probably my favorite tournament plays. Yeah, I almost forgot about Eckler. He got some uh, goal line carries last week. So uh, that was really nice to see. So if you, I mean, he's just so uber talented in every position. Like if, So if he's going to get goal line work, then we really have no reason not to play this guy. His price is a little high this week, but then ownership should certainly be down because of that. But Because that, that was the knock on him, right? Like he didn't get yeah. goal line work. And then we yeah. were kind of concerned after week one because he had zero targets, but he was back getting targets last week and still getting goal line work, which is all you can ask for. Yep. Um, I'm there. Um, all right. Anyone else here that I'm missing? So we let Kenyon Drake uh, revenge. Can I interest you in fourteen dollars? <laughs> uh, if they just stop hammering the ball with Peyton Barber, I'd be much more interested. But again, fourteen bucks, yeah, I mean, right? Like it, it's not his role isn't that much different than Ceh down there, right? So and it's not that he's going to get work in the passing game. I think there are definitely worse options. Yeah, they got to stop using Peyton Barber. It's really <laughs> aggravating. Um, Chase Edmonds, twenty bucks seems okay. Um, I do like your call with Gibson. I didn't really tear into him much this week, but certainly um, I love the talent and I like uh, that game I mentioned, Washington Buffalo. So I got to make sure I get some of him. Um, Are we just striking the Rojo recommendation from the record last week? Oh, uh, yeah. We're, we're not even talking about that. <laughs> so, no. So we did say it was a GPP. You know, it was a, it was. That's how you cop if, out of everything, right? If you just say it's it, GPP only, of you're, course. you're absolved of any blame if he doesn't course. do it. Well. <laughs> Touting 101. But, um, so, and we also said if Arians is telling the truth uh, that he was, the, but I don't even know if he was telling the truth. He screwed up on that pass block so yep. badly that he's done. He has no chance. So that's, so we have to play Leonard Fournette now. That's, that was a great segue actually to Leonard Fournette because Fournette can pass block. Fournette can, can catch passes and he can, he can run. He may be not the most efficient, but um High scoring offense, you know, missing one of their receivers, uh, Antonio Brown this week, one of their key receivers. Um, this could be a Lenny week, you know, while everyone keeps talking about Brady setting pass records and Brady to Gronk, Gronk two touchdowns in each each of the first two games. But this could be the week where we want the running back and we the writing is on the wall with who the running back is now. I'll, I'll say that I'll give you two stats. So nine passing touchdowns to zero rushing touchdowns so far this year for Tampa Bay. That's not going to hold up. So when those rushing touchdowns do get some positive regression or just some regression, then Leonard Fournette's going to be the guy because he has all five of the goal line uh, opportunities for this Tampa Bay team. So 17 bucks is pretty interesting. And from a a pivot away from that, that passing attack. Writing him down. I really like him. And I am upset at myself for not having him written down coming into the show, but I, I really like him. And I might, you know, I, I, I almost, you know, I talk about, I had a bad week cause I thought I was sharp fading Najee for Mixon and fading Cooper to get up to, to Keenan Allen. Um, I almost went Rojo in my main lineup for cash and everywhere. I was like, I was all, almost convinced myself and luck, like it didn't matter. I would have lost this. Actually, I would have lost a hundred percent instead of 50%. <laughs> um, but, uh, I'm glad I didn't, didn't do that. So, uh, 
that would have been really tilting. But this week, I'm going back to Leonard Fournette. I'm, I'm taking someone in this backfield, and maybe it's stupid, and then we're going to be saying by the end of the season that this is just a passing offense. This is a passing offense, just like the Chiefs are. But um, I think there's going to be weeks where their their running backs get theirs, and I think Leonard Fournette is the guy. So, unfortunately, rest in peace to Ronald Jones. Um, all right, and watch Jones like. Have to go off now. this week, right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, tight ends. Um, this seems kind of, there's not a ton of plays that I like here. Um, written down for the best values coming in here, I had Mark Andrews uh, at number one. And again, there's warts here. So, Mark Andrews, I wrote down, I like Hollywood Brown better. Um, as a pairing, I, to me, Mark Andrews looks stiff as a board out there. That's just like my eye test. I know he he's from the usage, all the numbers are there. He's sixth in route runs for tight ends. Um, he should be the, the wide receiver one. He hasn't been so far. So I, I don't know, so, but you know, I do want to pair someone with, um, Lamar. Um, initially I was looking at Andrews, but then I kind of came around to, uh, Hollywood, Brown, but um, certainly it, he's not out of question for me to for making my main lineup at this point. But I'll probably end up with Kelsey. Him, but uh, Mark Andrews, I've written down. I have Tyler Higby written down as a bounce back candidate. He's cheap. He's sixteen bucks. He got a hundred percent of snaps. Uh, unfortunately, we don't get fantasy points for snaps, um, but uh, they're a good indication of what to come. And then I have Gerald Everett. So those are like the cheapies that I have written down. Um, what are your thoughts with those three guys? It, th- this position is kind of gross to at the bottom, right? So Kelsey's up there for me. I like Andrews. I think he's, in, if you're playing in that middle range, he's the guy I would target. I had Austin Hooper written down and I'm not thrilled about it, but Jarvis Landry is out. Uh, Odell Beckham is returning this week. But Hooper, is, he's run 33 routes so far. He's caught all eight of his targets. It's not a sexy play by any means, but uh, he stands out from a projection standpoint if you have to punt the position. There are a couple other guys down there. I'm not super thrilled about it. I think I would just I would try to find a way to pay up if I could. Yeah, it does, doesn't seem the week like the week. But, there, I mean, there are some plays. So, um, first off is uh, – what's the injury here? Uh, I was looking at Noah Fant, um, limited practice on Thursday, questionable against the Jets. Um, you know, there's there's like this price range here. There's certainly some guys we can go to. The bottom end, you said uh, Hooper, I, I was scared to mention, but I did consider mentioning him. Um, so that counts for I, I'm, I'm glad, glad you uh, took the bait there when I held off. But uh, Jared Cook at 16 um certainly could in that game environment could be good that 16 range has a few plays like wouldn't shock me if any of these guys have big weeks like tyler higby uh jared cook and then up in 19 there's two there's there's uh kyle pitts in that game which which we like atlanta near giants pitts um certainly looked like a wide receiver one last week he didn't have a massive game tough matchup for sure against tampa bay but did have six targets five receptions 73 yards you don't you just watch a game with him and you just can see the potential right so everybody sees the potential it's going to happen at some point um and uh you know he's there with with mark andrews in that 19 range um now we get into like the plays where i actually like and there's three of them um, the top is Travis Kelsey, duh, 33 bucks, um, eighth in receiving 
yards so far against amongst everybody, you know, wide receivers, tight ends, second in touchdowns against uh, all tight ends and wide receivers. Um, this is a wide receiver one. He's, I don't, I don't, it's stupid. I even have to talk about him. It's he's, he's just an obvious why uh, tight end number one. So he's the top guy for me in that game environment for sure. Then I love TJ Hawkinson because he is a legit wide receiver one. Um, and then I could get behind an overpriced, but is he overpriced? Darren Waller um, bounce back spot this week. You know, basically I'm looking at is Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson and Darren Waller are all legit wide receiver ones this season. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, and, and Kelsey's a little bit cheaper than he, than he was in week one. Waller got the price increase from last week, but and I think everyone's down on him because he was pretty popular last week and he just didn't get 19 targets like he did in week one, but he's a guy that's going to get consistent targets in his offense. So I think Waller's a great play. Hawkinson's probably the best pivot of that range. I don't know how many people are going to play him. I'm just trying to think because to me, it seems like there's not a ton of value at the bottom. If you're not playing up, paying up for Kelsey slash Waller, then I think the value range is that 16 to 19 range you talked about with Cook, Higby, uh, uh, Kyle Pitts, Mark Andrews, like that's the sweet spot, I think, for tight end this week. And that leaves Hawkinson in the middle in no man's land. So for me, for tournaments, Hawkinson's probably the best overall play because his, his usage is incredible, right? There's no true number one receiver. There's no true period receiver there. And golf is targeting him nonstop. So Hawkinson's probably the best overall tournament play. And to me, the big decision for your main lineups is whether or not you can get up to Kelsey or stick in that, that sweet spot range. And he's our he's a bring back for our, our Lamar. So that's gonna pump his his ownership up this week, probably at least in the main in the main GPP. But he's tied for first in catches with 16 uh this season. He's tied for 11th in targets um with 19. He's got 163 yards, two TDs. He is the go-to guy. They golf just locks in on him. Um, he also has a decent matchup um the by PFF grades. Um so this is this is a good spot for him. So he's he's probably like my GPP pivot. Like um, Kelsey's probably my main lineup guy, and then um, for the the baller, I'll probably have a pool. You know, I'll open it up as you know as as we go. But it, right now, it looks like Higby, Andrews, Everett, Pitts, uh, and and Waller. Um, and then I don't know. Do you have any like? And you, I got to write down Hooper because you said I'm not me, so I can blame you and play him. <laughs> as long as you take the Rojo blame from last week, I'll take the I'll take the Hooper blame this week. Yeah, you did that. So I, yeah, I, I mentioned him. You were like, I was going to, I was scared to mention him. Yeah. So uh, we're so we're, we're over one in those plays so far. So so, so, so you, buyer beware on Hooper this week. You were super sharp, so you were like smart <laughs> enough not to mention him. Um, oh, Logan Thomas, 100 percent of the snaps. Um, in uh, correlates with uh, with Josh Allen. No one's going to pay twenty bucks for him. He's going to be extremely low owned, um, but certainly I can get behind him. I don't know who else I'm missing here. It's rough, man. There's not much else that I'm excited. Like maybe Jack Doyle, like that range. But nothing to me. I'm just I'm trying to get up to sixteen dollars or higher if I can. Yep. Um, uh, did you say? Did you just say Jack Doyle? I said Jack Doyle. I didn't feel great about it, but I said Jack Doyle. Oh, everybody, remember that next week. Um, all right. So that's a wrap. Uh, who's your favorite stack 
if okay so one lineup would this is what we've been doing one lineup million dollar baller you gotta get a little different who's your who, who are you who's your you're playing you're 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 in the bathroom you're making a lineup on your phone because that's where i do my best work by the way is in the bathroom um who are who who are you you choosing uh for me it's gonna be mahomes with kelsey and hardman and then i'll run it back with probably mike williams which seems kind of chalky but i think you know those four in one lineup on yahoo won't as, as a as a four-man pairing won't be that popular so for my one single baller lineup that's where i go with what about you yeah, I'm not, since I'm doing 150, I'm not even going to mention that. I'm just going to let you have that one. And I'm going to take one I actually like. <laughs> um, and um, for me that I, you know, that I love actually, and it's going to be chalky. It's going to be Lamar and it's going to be Hollywood and it's going to be coming back with Hawkinson. That's my favorite stack. And if I have to get, I'll, I'll take a quick peek here. If I had, if I had to do one, and I was trying to, I would probably, I don't think Justin Herbert's going to get a lot of love this week. So I would go, did you just say that? You I said Mike other Williams, the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I'll take the other side and I'll say Justin Herbert with Mike Williams, like you. Um, and I'll say Tyreek instead of Kelsey, because Kelsey's going to get a massive amount of ownership because he's the, the clear best tight end play. So sure. that would be the way that I play that. So we're both going to that game um, and it has the highest total. All right. Uh, any last uh, thoughts or words? Uh, let's bounce back this week. I think again, just to reiterate what we said at the top, like we've we've had uh, a good handle on what we expect to happen, and uh, that that always gives me the most confidence. And I think we have a pretty good grasp this week on where the sweet spot ranges are, which I think is the most important on Yahoo, right? If you can figure out where the misprices are and where the the pricing leads you to build your lineups, that that's going to put you in the most successful spot, and then just build high upside lineups around that. So uh, you know, Chris, I'm confident that we can do that again this week, and I'm excited to to recap next week with the winning week. Yeah, definitely. So I'll just, and I'll give my two cent Yahoo spiel. So like that is, that is the way to play Yahoo. Like you don't have to get too crazy. There's, there's always deep good plays and you can just differentiate just enough. You can take some of these like popular builds and you can tweak them just a little bit and that can get it done um, in a tournament. The field is, is a little bit softer than DK. Um, the pricing is a little bit softer than like I said, like D DraftKings. So you can just, you know, with, with just identifying who some of these best value plays and who's going to get a lot of this ownership, like we've been doing, talking about some of our favorite plays and also some of our favorite pivots can be just enough of what you need to take down a tournament. So, yeah, I'm excited as well. Um, I'm looking forward to a big bounce back week this week. Um, and uh, good luck. Let's get it. All right. This has been the RGDFS Tournament Takes podcast, and we'll catch you next week.